Hello and welcome to the Full Creators Podcast. Today's guest is Amit Labano, a South African solo podcaster and the host of the Women of Movement podcast. In this episode, Amit discusses her entry into solo podcasting, what she's learned and what motivates her. I'm your host, Alison Lim, and let's dive into this episode of Creator of the Month. I'm glad you could join me on this episode. As you know, I've prepared some questions to dive into your experience as a solo creator. I'm so excited to hear about your experience. But before we dive into the rest of the questions, could you start by sharing a bit about yourself so listeners know the real Amo? Okay, so my name is Amo Shabano. I'm born and bred in Soweto, in Gauteng. Um, my background at campus radio, I did that for four years. And then I moved to a commercial radio station, which was YFM. And after my one month stint in YFM, I decided that I need to use my qualification to get used because my parents were just like, you can't just be an on-air personality. And I applied for a job behind the scenes and I've been working as a sales and marketing executive. Uh, for YFM for the last few years. And yeah, that's what I, what I do. I'm passionate about women empowerment. I'm passionate about community development and social development and social issues. For fun, I like to hang out with my cousins. At home, we have a, a tavern, so I help out there as much as I can. And I love spending time with my friends and family, you know. So that's just who Amu is in a nutshell. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'd also like to know what inspired you to start podcasting? As I mentioned, I was on campus radio and I was very shattered when I had to make a decision between being an on-air personality and also just pursuing my career so that I can provide and, and help out at home. So I decided to start podcasting because it was an easier and less time-consuming method to still communicate what my purpose and message is for the world. So I decided to go into podcasting because it was convenient. I wasn't stuck to a schedule that I have to be on air between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. or between 12 noon and 3 p.m. So that's what I love about podcasting is that you're not supposed to do it at a certain time frame. You can do it whenever you feel like. And podcasting is also very accessible. You're not limited to just like demographics because when you're on a radio station, you're only limited to a certain area and a certain time frame. But podcasting has given me the opportunity to actually speak to the whole world and, and share my dreams and my purpose with everybody else around the world. So that's what I love about podcasting. And that's why I dived into podcasting. Then could you talk to me about the choice in your podcast name? You know, you've chosen Women of Movement. And, you know, that's a very intriguing name to choose. So I'd like to know, you know, why did you choose it? Where did you come up with the idea for the name? So if you could share that with me. So I chose Women of Movement because growing up in an area like Soweto, we generally did not have a lot of good role models around us. And the more I went to education and the more I was surrounded by powerful women, I got the inspiration that there's actually a lot of women doing amazing work out there and we don't even know about them. So in, I think in my fourth year, I was in a a women empowerment program called Pagama Women's Academy. And in that academy, that's where I got exposed to amazing, influential women from South Africa. And I just felt like this, a 16-year-old like me who wants to know more about these people, who wants to get inspiration from these women, you know, because 
I truly believe that in order to grow as somebody, you need to look up to someone, you know, you need to have a blueprint. So I chose one of movement because I wanted to be a resource center and a growth mindset center for young girls, for any woman actually who is looking to grow and become better. So women of movement is very catchy because you were like, I want to be around, you know, the people who are moving in the same direction as me. And that's why I chose that name because it, it gives you the idea of what is, it's all about. It's about movement. It's about not staying stagnant. It's about growing. The name Women of Movement just comes from we talking about people, we talking to people who are doing good, who are moving, who are just not stagnant in their life. So it, it just covers a lot of things. So it comes from a lot of things and a lot of people who is inspired this name. So yeah, Women of Movement is just a growth mindset phrase for, for women to, to just get that inspiration they need to move on to the next step of their life. Now that you've shared more about the name and I understand the purpose of the name, could you, you know, describe your creative process? How do you go from concept to execution? But besides that, I'd also like to know how do you choose topics that fit into that women of movement role that you've just described? So initially when I first started, I just wanted to just talk about anything and everything. And I guess when the podcast grew, I realized that you actually have to have a plan for your podcast. So how I go about it is that I surround myself, as I mentioned, that I'm passionate about community development and I'm involved in a few projects within my community. And some of the conversations that we have with the girls, they inspire a lot of my topics, you know. So that's basically that. Like some of the conversations that I have is the questions that young girls in high school would ask me. Like they would ask me, how do you manage your money? So that inspired the topic of things I wish I knew about money. And a lot of things, man, just adapting to change and a lot of the young girls who are starting to work now were complaining about imposter syndrome. And that's where the topic of imposter syndrome came from because a lot of girls felt like they got the dream job that they wanted. They were within the university they wanted, but they don't fit in. So a lot of my conversations are truly inspired by the people around me. But also just for me, I would sit back and reflect and I'm like, when I was 18, what are some of the challenges that I went through? You know, so... That's where my topics come from, from people and from my personal experiences. And then I'd like to know, do you create a script? Definitely. A script is so crucial. That's one thing I never used to do in the beginning. But after a few conversations with people like who are listening to the the podcast and the people who are guiding me they were like you need to have a script you know in as much as you are doing a solo podcast you still need to have you still need to have structure you know and having a script is so essential because then you don't miss out on some of the points that you you want to make you know and it's very important that in as much as you have a script you don't speak like you read it you need to still be authentic and in in the way you speak and the way you present it so definitely i do have a script and i would encourage anyone who's doing solo podcasting to have a script as well deviating again how do you keep yourself sounding authentic while you're reading and going through your script sounding authentic is very crucial while you're reading your script but how do i do it i make sure that i know what i want to say i I do point, but i don't write the full sentence so i won't say on this episode we are speaking about you know so i'll just say introduction and then i'll write point number one 
point number two, point number three, and I'll make sure the important points that I write them out so that when I do speak, it really doesn't sound like I'm reading a script. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think with a lot of people who do solo podcasting, it can sound quite robotic. So I really wanted to know from you because when I've listed the flow, it almost sounds like you're speaking to somebody, you know? Yeah, like for the episode on love, um, it was actually a book that I read. The, the whole episode was inspired by a book that I read and also personal experiences. And when I read a book, I always have a notebook on the side. So the points, you know, when you're reading a good book and you write the PowerPoints. So that's how I would suggest it. So when you do notes in, in class, so anyway, the way you write your notes is a good way you can also write your, your PowerPoints when you're doing your podcast. It makes it easier for you to just remember because the same way you do your notes is actually the same way you're going to write them and speak them so i think that's a good way to to just not sound scripted at all and of course since you don't you know create a script how do you choose what stays and what goes when you're editing definitely the ums and the fumbling because i fumble a lot um and I am a lot. And I thought I wouldn't do it because I used to be a, an on-air personality. I thought I wouldn't fumble and I'm a lot. But because I've been out of the game for so long, it came back again. So those ones definitely I edit out. But also repetition, you know, the, the repetition things, like I'm repeating now again. You edit those things out. But most importantly, I think I make sure um, when I listen back, I always have a five PowerPoints because I don't want my episodes to be too long. So I like to keep my points between three and five points. When I get to the fifth point and I feel like some things have been said before, that's when I start editing out. So I, I look for the five PowerPoints, five key PowerPoints between three and five. Keep it short and simple. You don't want to bore people. Honestly speaking, people don't like listening to one person speak. So when you do say something, you need to make sure that you keep it short and powerful unless it's a two-way conversation. But if it's a one-way conversation, you need to make sure you keep it short and sweet and keep it moving. So that's how I choose what stays and what goes. Okay, and also I've noticed that your episode is generally under 15 or, you know, around about 15 minutes. Is that also because you're the only person talking, so rather keep it so it's not taking too long or it doesn't start sounding redundant? Yeah, that's the reason why. And also, it's so weird because a lot of personalities love hearing their own voice. But for me, I don't really enjoy listening to myself. So I try to make it as short, as quick as possible. And then I keep it moving. I don't really want to waste people's days. And it's also supposed to be a quick, quick book. And I think that's the beauty of podcasting. And, and that's what makes it different from radio or makes it different from reading a book. Podcasting is supposed to be quick. It's supposed to be that dose, you know, and that's what I want my podcast to be to people. I want it to be a morning dose, an afternoon dose. You must listen it in your short drive when you're going to pick and pay, or you must listen it on your way to work. It mustn't feel like I've been listening to this person for a whole hour and they're not getting to the point, you know, and really sometimes you don't really need to say a lot, you know, to sound smart. I think the quicker you are, the better. You don't have to say a lot to sound smart. Just say your points and move on. That's how I feel. Oh, gosh, I don't have an hour to listen to something. But most people have 15 minutes. So I think you really, you know, you found the rule of podcasting, solo podcasting. So really congratulations on that. And that actually brings me to my um, next question, which is, why do you think solo podcasting has been so successful for you? 
I think I'm successful because the topics are also quite authentic and a lot of people just think that when you start a podcast, you always need to have people on board and all of those things. And doing solo podcasting is actually such a viable way to actually have a successful podcast and be successful. So yeah, I think that's why I've been very successful in solo podcasting because it's short and sweet. And also the PowerPoints that I do drop, they are from personal experience and people want to know what people have been through to learn. I think people enjoy listening to other people's experiences so they become better. That's the main purpose of me creating the podcast. And I'm not saying that I do have interviews on there, but it's not every week. I do have them once in a while. And initially when I started my podcast, it was supposed to be just interview based and all of those things. But I had a lot of struggles with having guests on the podcast and all of those things. So I was like, I still need to make a point. You know, I still really want to make a point and I still want to make a difference in the industry. So I'm going to definitely go solo podcasting. Talking about the industry, um, what opportunities do you think you've received as a result of your podcast? I've received quite a few opportunities. I've received a lot of editorial opportunities. I've gotten a few articles written there and there. And then also, this is like my third opportunity to get interviews. This year, I'm going to be moving into advertising and selling some revenue on my platform. So those are some of the opportunities that are coming up, which are pretty exciting for my podcast this year. Okay. And then, of course, you'll probably be sharing that with your audience. You know what it's like to um, grow and expand, I assume? Yes, I'm very, very excited to drop my first episode. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really excited. I do listen to quite a few podcasts, but I've realized, and this is going off the point a bit here, so sorry if I ramble. I realize that for some reason, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, you say, I have not had the um, same, I don't say with local podcasters, but to me, your podcast among local podcasts and even among international podcasts is natural. It's giving the content, thank you, the content that I feel people are looking for. You know what I mean? It's like other people are talking about some far out thing and you're talking about real experiences that most people have. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And I'm really grateful to, to the universe and to the creator, you know, because I'm just like, I, I, I wanted to make sure that I don't give people what they've already heard. I didn't want to talk about entertainment. I didn't want to talk about the news. I didn't want to talk about politics. I didn't want to talk about tech. I wanted to talk about something that is, really lacking in South Africa. You know, we have a high rate of gender-based violence. We have a high rate of women who have low self-esteem. That's why they find themselves in relationships that are loveless. And I get to see that every single day. And sometimes I wish, I, I, when, before I started the podcast, I wish like, you know, when you want to shake someone up and say, girl, wake up, you are worth it. You know, you can do it. You, you, you can stand up, you can rise again. You can, you can retell your story all over again. And truly, that's where I was coming from. So I'm really grateful that you, you're receiving that end of it. So it's really a blessing to hear that you really, really, you, you get where it's coming from. Because as I'm saying, it's always good to have people who understand not just local issues, but like things that are broad. Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. You can't just box yourself into one thing. And that's what I wanted to do with the podcast as well. I didn't want to box myself to to just a, a certain category 
And that's a lesson also. Before I started my podcast, I did a lot of research. I listened to a whole lot of podcasts. And then that's where I made a decision that in order for me to speak my purpose and make a difference, this is the direction I'm going to take. And I'm so glad that it's working out for me the way it is. Yeah, and I can imagine what 2021 is going to be like for you. You're probably really going to take off more so than you've already done. Girl, yo, I'm so excited for 2021. It's like I'm really itching to drop my first episode. I'm really itching to just get into 2021 as well. I'm so excited for what's going to happen for my podcast because initially I had started it in 2019 and then pulled out from the interviews. So I had a whole content plan. I'm like, okay, this month I'm going to be interviewing this person. And only two people showed up for my guest. And it was so disheartening. And that really threw me off in 2019. I was like, okay, but I really need to do it. And you know, when you have a purpose, it really itches you inside. It really like caused you to do it. So in 2020, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this Women's Day special. And the Women's Day special flew very well. And, and then I was like, okay, so... I can do this again. And then I started over. I, I replanned, I rebranded, and then I pushed and I pushed it. I've been pushing it since we can say August, September, October, November, December. So a good four, five months. And it has really done well. Like I'm really impressed at the shape and form the podcast has taken. So in 2021, we are gonna be in the top hundred podcasts. Okay. I am putting it out in the universe. <laughs> That's what I want for my podcast this year. I really want it to be one of the top 100 podcasts in the country. I think that's possible. That's definitely possible. Because as you said, you have a unique sound. You're talking about subjects that matter. You know, it's, there's really nothing that you can't do when you, when you have something that people want to listen to. So I believe that it's going to happen. I even think that, you know, by people pulling out in 2019, they were saying to you, it's going to happen for you in 2020. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And 2020 laid a good foundation and built a lot of my confidence, you know. So yeah, in 2021, I have a lot of opportunities for me. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of those people where they talk about South African podcasters. I really want to be called out, you know, when they do radio awards and they say, when they finally introduce podcasting, I really expect my name to also come up there, you know, because in as much as I know that my purpose is also to just lay a foundation. I know there's other people who are coming up who are just as hungry as I am and who will put in the work. And I just want to be known as the girl who started the trend in the country and who actually, you know, did something about it. So I'm very excited for 2021. Thank you so much. So I'm going to go back to the questions that I had outlined. And even though your style is quite unique, what do you think has been most influential to your style of podcasting? Wow. I think the message that I share, you know, and my authenticity. I think the authentic stories that I share, my personal experiences, I've done very well for myself. And when I was pushing being a radio personality, I had built a good following for myself. So those people were all in anticipation to like, okay, Amu, what's your next move? So jumping into podcasting surprised a lot of people and they were just like, okay, she's back on air. She's doing it differently. So people are also now jumping onto podcasting more. And I think that's what makes it more authentic is because of my journey before all of that and the anticipation that people had you know, uh, about my career. And 
it's so nice to see that people are so open and welcoming to the fact that I've jumped onto podcasting and that has made it so, so much easier for me. And I think that has been such a blessing in disguise that has made the journey for podcasting easier for me. So a lot of people were really waiting for Amuthavana to do something. And when she finally got into podcasting, that did very well for her. Okay, well, congratulations, as I've said. But I'd also like to know, what have you learned about podcasting since you started that you wish you knew back when you first started, like in 2019? Let me tell you, when I first started doing interviews, Zoom did exist, but I never used Zoom. So I used to, I, what I did is that I downloaded a call recorder and I would buy like 200 grand a time so that I could call my guest. And then I'd call my guest. Sometimes airtime would run out and then I'd have to run to the shop and buy airtime again to reload. And then I'd have to, I had to download an editor on my cell phone that didn't work. And then finally... I then upgraded. So some of the lessons that I learned is that if you want to start podcasting, really do invest in it. Don't do it in a rush. So sometimes you get an urge as a person and like, I want to be a podcaster. But you, you don't prepare, you don't do your research, you don't do things properly. And the quality was pretty bad. If you listen to the first two episodes of my, of my podcast, the quality was not so great. You know, so I've grown so much. I've invested in myself. That's why also it took so long for me to get back into it because I had to buy a new laptop. I had to buy a new microphone. I had to buy a proper editing software. I had to make sure that you need to do this right or you don't do it at all. And I did my research. It's very important that before you jump onto a topic, you listen to what other topics are similar that already exist in the podcasting space so that you don't repeat what is already there. You need to create something that is authentic. So those two are very important. Invest in your product. And then number two, do your research in everything and anything that you do. So those are the two biggest lessons. And then the third one is consistency. My podcast wouldn't be where it is today in the space of three months if I was not consistent. So if you're going to say you're posting every week, make sure you post every week. If you're going to skip a week, people will understand, but skip at least two weeks. Don't skip a whole month or three months and then you know, jump back up without saying anything. Consistency is the key of building a podcast. So those are the three big lessons for me. Thank you for sharing that. Your podcast focuses so much on your experiences, right? How do you navigate what to share and what not to share, you know, while making the episodes interesting for your listeners? So that's a very good question because as a young Black woman in South Africa, I struggled with you know, identity. I struggled with loving myself and accepting myself and accepting the background I come from. So when I decided to start the podcast, I had to tell my accountability partner that, you know what, friend, I'm going to start this podcast. And she asked me the same question. So what are you going to share? What are you not going to share? And I decided to share things that I've really dealt with. You know, I won't share things that I'm probably still going through now, but I share everything that I've overcome and I've made at peace with. You know, the biggest episode that I also had was Black businesses, where it was a true rant about how Black people don't support Black businesses and all of those things. And I used to struggle with that so much because, you know, when you struggle as a person, when you, when you struggle with certain issues, when someone says something, it triggers you. So I share things that don't trigger me anymore. I share things that I'm comfortable and I'm certain that I have a certain stance, I have a, a certain idea or, an, or I can have a conversation about. So I don't share conversations that I'm still uncomfortable 
oh, I'm still unpacking. And because I'm the type of person, I'm so self-aware and so self-conscious, when I realize that something is triggering me, generally it will go back into, okay, um, you need to deal with this because you're projecting or you come out negative when you talk about it because I genuinely like to be a positive person and I genuinely like to share positivity everywhere I go. So I share things that I've worked out and I share things that I know at the end of the day, I will end up with a positive feedback or a positive response. So that's where I draw the line. It's like, how do you feel about this? Is it negative? Is it positive? If it's still negative, you need to work on it first before you talk about it. And if it's positive, then that means you've grown and you've become a better woman. So you can talk about it and you can still share your negative experience about it. And then you can share how you've grown from it. Also, that's one of the biggest things I think that makes my podcast very different is because I have a growth mindset. I am positive at the end of the day. So in as much as I will vent and I will rant and some things will be and easy to talk about but by the end of the podcast you will get a positive bite out of it you won't leave my podcast feeling sour or feeling like okay did she really just say that you know you always leave my podcast with the positive will always shine through more than the negative so that's how i differentiate what i share and don't share when did you notice your podcast gained traction and what in your opinion was the catalyst of its growth I'm obsessed about numbers. You know, I come from a radio background and in radio, if you're not doing well, you're out. So luckily, when you're hosting your your platform, they'll always show you who's listening, where they're listening and the numbers. So I've always been obsessed with the numbers and the numbers will also tell me the direction that I need to go. What I noticed is that the more consistent you are, the more numbers you will get. So no matter how bad your podcasters, and this is for everyone who's starting, no matter how bad your podcast is, when you're still starting out, the numbers will be bad because nobody knows you. But the more consistent you are, it's algorithms, you know, the more it will pop up and more people will notice. So that's when I noticed that my podcast is doing very well. So when I started posting more, I was like, okay, the numbers are growing consistently. But also what I noticed is that the topics So the more impactful conversations, like when you make conversations about the times, when I posted the black businesses, it was during the the Black Lives Matter movement, you know? And when you post with what's going on with the times, when you're in tune with what's happening around the world, it makes it easier for your podcast to grow more. So those are some of the things that contributed to my podcast growth is that I was also in tune with the time and also I was very consistent with posting. So even if you're still starting off and you're like, you're not where you want to be as a podcaster, but the more consistent you are, the more numbers will grow. And the more in tune with what is happening in the world, the more your podcast will also grow. So those two things played a huge role in the numbers growing in my podcast. What I'd also like to know, because I think a lot of people who are starting out don't perhaps know where their biggest audience will come from. So what platforms do most of your listeners use to listen to your podcast? Spotify and iTunes, those are the two biggest platforms for me, Spotify mostly. And that's because of the demographics of the country that we are in. I've also noticed, besides my podcast doing very well in the country, it also did very well across the world. And a lot of people were also tuning in via the web browser. So a lot of people are searching for information. They are searching for conversations that are relatable to their lives. So it's important that you do create content that is relevant, you know, because people will always Google. 
So my two frequent one is iTunes and Spotify. And the third one coming is actually people who are searching for conversations that are relatable to what I'm talking about. So I think that's very key that make sure that you create conversations that people, when they're asking how to find a job, how to support black businesses, how to love yourself. So those kind of Googleable things are very important when you create your podcast as well. Let me say that a lot of the advice you're giving, thank you for giving it because I do feel like somebody starting out, you don't really know, you know, where to go or what to focus on. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge for everybody. All podcasters find themselves there at the beginning. It's just really important for you to have that conversation with yourself. Shut out the noise. When I started my podcast, let me tell you, I was off social media. I was off Facebook. I was off Instagram. I was off Twitter. I was off WhatsApp, any instant messaging. And that helped me to just focus and not listen to the noise because I think sometimes we want to become instantly famous or instantly popular, but we forget that everybody, even the Beyonce's, everybody, they have to shut themselves out of the world to actually create. You know, all creators have to disconnect from social media, from the world in order to find the creativity deep down. So as a podcaster, I think it's very important as well, as a creative as well, to close and shut down the world and just stay in tune with yourself to find your authenticity, to find your voice, to find what contribution you need to make into the world. And then when you are ready, build that consistency. That consistency will unlock your blessings. So when you're ready, you can come out to the world and say, hey, I've got a podcast. And when people go and check your podcast, they'll be like, oh, she's been doing it. And you won't even be bothered by who likes it or who doesn't even like it, you know, because you've already put in the work, you found your flow, you're doing very well. So I think that's very, very key as a podcast that you need to shut out from the world. That's actually interesting that you mentioned that because when I was looking through some of your socials and stuff, what I realized is, and I think this is also something that I'd like to maybe go just a bit deeper with you, is that if you don't do too much on social, which I think a lot of people must feel like if they're going to do a podcast, they're going to have to be active on all social platforms. So how do you keep your podcasts relevant while breaking the norms of being everywhere on social? I am not a big fan of social media because of how it has changed the perception we have of self. So that was a conversation that I had to have with myself and say, how does social media influence you? How does it make you feel about yourself? And honestly speaking, social media didn't make me feel good about myself. It didn't make me feel good about the world I live in. It made me feel like actually less of a human being. I struggled a lot with my self-image because I'm slightly dark-skinned. I'm slightly chubbier than the normal beauty standard of the world. So I really just shut it out. You know, I really shut out social media a lot. I'm not a huge fan. But how do I stay relevant? I think with everything in life, because it comes from within, you need to trust your gift. You need to trust your talent that you've been blessed with. So I do do a bit of promotion for my podcast. But I really don't do a lot because I always believe that the people who are looking for the message I'm sending will always find it, and which has always been the case. That's why I'm like, when you make your topics and make your conversations, make them easy to be Googleable because people will always rely on Google to find the information they need. So make sure that you are consistent, that you are building the right 
online channels to grow your podcast. But you, it doesn't mean that you always have to be on social media posting about your podcast and all of those things. It's okay to have a content plan, which is what I'm working on now. I'm building my Instagram and I'm building my Facebook and I'm going to work on it. I'm working on social media this year, but I'm not a huge fan for social media. I'm really not a huge fan on how the influences the way we see ourselves as women, the way we see ourselves as, as young people, the way we see ourselves as individuals. I'm not a fan of it, but I am a fan of it as a business tool. I am a fan of it in terms of how you can grow your business, you can grow your brand if you're doing it right. So I think there's, a, there's two ways to it. You, know, there's, you must always have a balance in everything in life. And you must always make sure that you take time for yourself. That's the biggest lesson for me. And that's the biggest thing I go with in life is that always make sure you have time for self-love, self-reflection, and just being in tune with who you are. So that's the whole purpose of me not being on social media. But regardless of that, if you want to promote your podcast, sometimes really social media is not even the place because the people that you'll find who are on your personal Facebook page or your personal Instagram are not interested in podcasting. So Rather, get into communities, podcasting communities, where you can share your podcast, like this platform, like for creators. So pl- platforms like these platforms are crucial for the growth of your podcast, but not your personal Facebook page, not your personal Instagram page. So find people who are alike and join those communities to grow your podcast. But don't just think your personal Facebook page will be the one that grows you, you know? So yeah, that's my stance on social media. How often do you listen to other podcasts and, you know, how does that influence you? Yeah, I've literally stopped listening to the radio. I listen to podcasts every day. They influence me so much in terms of style, especially American podcasts, because they are the inventors of this medium. You know, so a lot of my influences come from the American podcasters. And one particular person who actually gave me the bravery to actually start a solo podcast and to see that it's actually successful is Ember Chamberlain. She has a podcast called Anything Goes with Emma. And before that, she used to have a tech podcast. So she used to specialize in tech and science. And then she decided, you know what, this tech and science thing is limiting. So I'm just going to talk about myself, my personal life. And I think if you listen to Emma, you'll you'll find a lot of similarities to my podcast because she's my benchmark to the way I, I, I do my podcast and all of those things. You know, so she's the girl that I look to. I listen to her every week consistently. And then obviously I listen to a lot of other podcasters as well for my mental health podcasts that are related to the job I do. I work in sales and marketing. So I listen to sales influence, marketing influence. I listen to a lot of industry related podcasts. And also I listen to a lot of upcoming South African podcasters just to support each other and just to to be there for each other and just to say, you know what, podcaster, I'm there with you. You know, I'm going to help you with the numbers because you all need the numbers, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like I listen to podcasts on my way to work. I listen to podcasts on my way home. When I'm chilling with, I, I don't have a television at home at my place in my apartment. So literally all I do is listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks as well, which is something I really like doing. So I'm a good listener. I'm a really good listener. I love listening to things. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite podcasts? And do you find that it helps to listen to them when you're in need of motivation? I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if it wasn't for some of the podcasts that were available. So some of my favorite podcasts are Support is Sexy podcasts by Elin Flunker. 
that's a really, really good podcast because it just creates that whole soul sister support network that every girl needs. And then I love this other chat by um, this other podcast called Soul Beauty Chat. This one is by Fatima Farma. She does the whole meditation, you know, the holistic healing and all of those things. That's a really, really good podcast for me. And then I'm also into Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. Those are really, really dope. And then I love the Clever Girls Know podcast. It's all about finances, how to invest, and all of those things. And then one of my top, top tier podcasts is The Manifestation Babe. I follow her on Instagram, and she's done so well, like how to manifest the life you want, the dreams you want. And she's living the life. You know, she's living the life of a manifestation. And then as I said before, anything goes by Ember Chamberlain. That influenced me so much as a podcaster today. So those are some of my top tier podcasts. All female because, you know, girl power. Okay, so thank you for sharing that with me. Then I'd like to know, what keeps you motivated to continue working on your podcast? So I had to have a conversation and sit down with myself and be like, okay, Amo, so what do you want? In, in this life for yourself. So my podcast is a non-negotiable. Like every week, it's, it's going to be a thing that has to be done. So I, I've set out a day, I've set out a time, no matter how I feel, you know, no matter what is going on in my life, I am going to record an episode. I'm going to edit and I'm going to post regardless of whatever is happening. So I've gotten to a point in my life where I've, I've said, what are the non-negotiables? the things that have to be done to make sure that I need to get to where I need to get. It's part of my goals. It's part of the small everyday goals that I have. It's part of my weekly goals. It's part of my monthly goals. It's part of my yearly goals. So that's what keeps me motivated. I have a, I've planned my year ahead and I have my goals. I have my vision board and it's a non-negotiable. So every week, regardless of whatever is going on, regardless of how I'm feeling, I am going to record, I am going to post and I'm going to keep it moving. Because I have a vision of where I want my podcast to be. So I'm tired of feeling like, yo, I said my podcast is going to be top 100 and this year it's not top 100. So, and then I, I feel depressed and I feel like a failure. So I'm tired of having that failure feeling in my life. So I'm just going to keep it moving and I'm going to keep doing the non-negotiables, which is podcasting, which is exercising, which is eating right, and which is being a helping hand in my community. So that's what keeps me motivated with my podcast. I've made it a non-negotiable in my life. Okay, so it's like something that you, that, you know, is now part of your routine. Yes, it's, it's, it's not something that I have to plan ahead for. It's not an extra chore. It's not a chore. It's not a, a hobby. It's a non-negotiable. It's part of my eating. It's part of my, it's part of my life. You know, it's not, it's a non-negotiable. It's the same thing as I have to pay poor petrol in my car every week. So it's the same thing with the, I have to record every week. That's how it is. I think that's a great motivation, actually. So what are your plans for the Women of Movement podcast in 2021? So some of my plans for my big goals. So we're going to call them goals, not plans, okay? 
Um, my biggest goals for 2021 for the Women of Movement podcast is number one, to, to make it to the top 100 podcasts in the country. And if I can make it into the world, that would be a plus. So if the Women of Movement podcast can be the top 100 podcasts in the world, that would be an extra plus. I would have achieved a lot for myself. Number two, I need to start making money with my podcast. So I'm going to start doing the advertising packages for, for my podcast and actually putting value into the brand and into the name. Number three, to grow my social media platforms, to be consistent and hopefully create job opportunities for young girls in the social media space. Hopefully I can hire someone to actually run my pages because I'm really, really bad with that. So I'm going to delegate and hire someone, create a job for someone else. And then number four, my goal is to post at least 50 times this year. So that's every single week. Um, Sometimes maybe in a week I'll post twice, but hopefully that every single week, 50 times, that's a goal for 2021. And then number five, to have at least one interview every three months just to catch up with an influential woman across the world. It's not just going to be me speaking all the time. Just catch up with one influential woman at least every three months to and, and have a wholesome conversation, you know, with that woman. So those are my five goals for 2021 for the podcast. And I am so ready and I am so hungry and I am ready to serve more than anything. I'm ready to serve the, the woman community. I'm ready to serve the young girls who are coming up in the world. I'm ready to serve content creators. I'm ready to respect the industry and I'm ready to put my best foot forward and I'm ready to invest in myself. So I'm ready for 2021, regardless of whatever happens. I am ready. Those are my five goals. Thank you for joining me this week and thank you for sharing your insights, your advice, the things that you've learned about through your journey as a solo podcaster. I really appreciate it. Your insight is invaluable, you know, as somebody who has, I mean, you are somebody who has succeeded and is in the process of even doing better. I think that your insight is most valuable to somebody who's just starting out because you're still fresh in the game, so to speak. So I do appreciate it that you took the time to sit down with me um, and have this conversation. Thank you for sharing and all the best for Women of Movement podcast in the year to come. Thank you so much, Alison. This has been so amazing. I've had so much fun just chatting to you. This was a really wholesome uh, interview. Um, it was really fun. It was really easy. And you are doing an amazing job as well. You sound amazing. Um, so I'm also excited to just see what's going to happen. And thank you for the opportunity to grow. Let's all grow together. I'm really excited. Thank you.